There are things in this world that science cannot explain. Entities and forces that defy human comprehension. There are relics that can turn even skeptics into believers. Pieces of a puzzle with apocalyptic implications. These items are stored in a once secure location. Watched over and studied by scholarly defenders. Mystery fills the air. And terror stalks the halls in... The Scarab Archives. You have one new message. End of messages. Breathe in, breathe out. It's like 15 minutes of work and then you have enough to get that new graphics card. Just hope I don't see that asshole of a doctor again before I leave. Looks like we're recording. Now, what did the instructions say? State your name for the record, briefly describe the item to which you've been assigned, and make audio recording of any and all pertinent information in the files in regards to said item. Seems simple enough. <clears throat> My name is Hunter Casey. I've been interning for the Lazarus Foundation for about two weeks now, and with the vibes I'm getting of this place, I can practically guarantee I won't be down here much longer. Right. The item. Case file D-356. Designation, the mirror. The mirror stands at around uh, seven feet tall and is, I'd say, about three feet wide. Frame is a dull silver that looks like it could really use a polish. I can't tell if the glass of the mirror is polished or not, as the glass itself is covered by a sheet. There's a note here, right at the top of the file. Researchers are advised to not look in the mirror surface unless absolutely necessary. Huh. Guess I have to keep reading to find out why. Let's see. This mirror was purchased as part of a bulk antique sale by Vladimir Lazarus himself for his own private use in his home, not long before his self-imposed hemorrhage. It remained in Lazarus Manor for nearly a decade into the Foundation's existence before it was delivered to the Scarab Archives in 1999, just before the new year began. Mr. Lazarus was reportedly very cagey about his reasons for donating the mirror, only advising the research staff to be careful and not look into the glass unless they absolutely had to. Huh. While no immediate paranormal phenomenon could be detected, it was then Research Division Chief Dr. Gordon Stewart who stumbled onto the answer of the riddle. After another series of tests led to another litany of dead ends, he decided to chance a look into the mirror's surface. As Stuart wrote in his notes, the image was only there so long as I focused. The moment I looked away, the figure vanished. 
Even now, I can barely recall the face of the serious-looking young man who was looking back at me. Despite repeated attempts, I could no longer summon the face of the mystery man. When I looked into the mirror, I saw nothing but the reflection of the room behind me. Not myself, nor any of my fellow researchers. It was only when we stood alone before the mirror that we were able to see what we were meant to see, and even that only briefly. Despite Mr. Lazarus' warnings, Dr. Stewart had each and every one of his staff look into the mirror and tell him what they saw. Most saw nothing, but to describe the, the smiling visage of their current significant other. One young man was so disturbed by what he saw that he stormed out of the building, shouting that it was a cruel prank and that whoever had altered his photo so that he looked so horrible horribly mangled had a sick sense of humor. He never returned to work. Not because he quit. Because he died. His car veered into the oncoming path of an 18-wheeler as he drove from the foundation. The mirror for certain people reveal their fate. The researchers who saw the images of their current partners made yearly reports of their relationships, which continued to prosper. Of course, the one unfortunate young man himself. Of course, the one unfortunate young man saw himself, or his body rather, post fatal accident. Dr. Stewart has a note here that he has always kept an eye out for the person he saw in his own vision, especially since he has no way of knowing whether the man brings him good or ill. As the mirror has no apparent ties to any of the open case files, it has been covered and stored in the Scarab archives for the foreseeable future. Further research is recommended. Uh, okay, we're done. Now I just have to stop the recording and get the hell out of here. But, could one little peek really be that harmful? I mean, I probably won't even see anything. It's totally random, right? Just gotta pull this sheet off. That is not recommended. Ah! What the hell? Forgive me. I did not mean to startle you. Uh, is someone talking through the computer? I didn't know I was being watched. I'm speaking through the computer. Of course, I suppose technically I am the computer. What is this? I am sorry, but I could not stay silent given current events. Too much innocent blood has been spilled already. Who are you? My name is Gilbert Riles. I am designated as Case File D-704 here in the Scarab Archives. You... You're a relic! I have been told that. Yes. Why didn't you say anything when I came in? I was advised by someone I once trusted to keep silent no matter what in regards to the interns. My silence may have led to the deaths of two of those interns. I could remain silent no longer. I could not allow you to also put your life at risk. At the risk of totally surrendering to this insanity? I have to ask, 
Is there something you know about this thing that isn't in my files? Oh no, I'm talking to the computer. If it is any consolation, you are actually talking to a floppy disk inside the computer. But in answer to your question, yes. I do have pertinent information in regards to the mirror. What you got? From my examinations of the files copied from the Lazarus mainframe, it is my belief that the mirror is the very reason the Scarab archives were founded in the first place. But... that doesn't make any sense. There were tons of items stored here way before the mirror showed up. According to log entries made by Vladimir Lazarus himself, it was shortly after he purchased the mirror that he himself received his vision of fate. He held onto the mirror for a while after, hoping to see his vision once again. It was only after a decade of fruitless watching that he delivered the mirror here. What did he see? Initiating playback of audio file, Vladimir Lazarus, October 1998. I wasn't sure what I was looking at at first. It was a man, or at least it had a man's shape. It wore a suit, one I recognized. After all, it was a meal's only one, and I had bought it for him to wear to Mama's funeral. I could not see the face very well in the darkness, but what I could see was pale and still, like a corpse or a doll. As the thing stared at me, I could feel things. I could feel malice and anger hatred and evil. I could sense that this thing, whatever it was, was trapped. And I could sense that my little brother was trapped with it. I have spent hours every day looking into the glass, hoping to see that image once again. Perhaps it can tell me where to find it. And how to release my brother. Following his vision, Vladimir became convinced that his brother Emil had, in fact, not disappeared in 1959. He was still in the old family toy shop, trapped with the creature that had appeared before him. Ever since, one of the Foundation's priorities has been in locating the remnants of Lazarus' toys and solving the mystery of Emil Lazarus. None of this means anything to you, does it? Yeah, sorry. I phased out about halfway through that audio file. At this point, I figure I must be dreaming. Might as well check out the big spooky haunted mirror before I wake up. Yep. No reflection. Nothing at all. Wait. Oh, you won't believe this, but I just saw you in the... <gasps> Miss Casey? Is everything alright? Miss Casey? What the hell was all that racket? I told that intern to- Oh my god, oh, oh she's- oh, She's not breathing. Oh god, the blood, there's so much blood. Gilbert, what happened? Gilbert? Contacting Lazarus Foundation Security. Dr. East, please do not leave the room. What? No, I didn't... This isn't... 
Wait. Why is she in the mirror and not me? What? But how are you... I, I just saw your reflection. Uh, Gilbert, you can stand down on security. I've already contacted them. They'll be here soon. Yes, Miss Clark. Hadley, I swear I had nothing to do with this. You have to believe me. Oh, I believe you, Dr. East. You do? Of course, of course. Just like I believe, no, no. Just like I know that you had nothing to do with the other two deaths. Well, thank heaven for small favors. We have to hurry. The real killer probably hasn't left yet. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure she's still here, Dr. East. I figured that, but... Wait. She? Ugh. Hmm. What a shame about the mirror. That might have actually been really useful down the road. Miss Clark, is everything all right? <laughs> oh, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. Why don't you go ahead and stop recording, friend? Yes, Miss Clark. Creative Company. The show is written by Thomas Crane and assembled by Megan Camp. Be sure to tune in every other Wednesday for new episodes. And thank you for listening.